previously on ImpTab Avatar. We had just left our knowledge seekers in the middle of a massive pie show tournament. What's on the line with this pie show tournament? The opportunity to speak with Earth King Jaloon by playing him in person. Zaya had unfortunately had to throw the match so that she wouldn't get ratted out by a young child, but we picked back up with Jetsun and Amar as they continued through the competition, eventually getting to the point where they needed to play against each other. They eventually decided that it would be best if Jetsun was the one who continued on to the finals, so Amar threw the match, giving up unfortunately his gaggle of female followers, <laughs> but it proved to be a good decision as Jetsun faced up against Taya herself and managed to get some interesting information from her, namely the fact that her principal is Sutterfuge and she is very, very close to the Earth King. With this realization that perhaps Taya is a danger to the Earth King, Jetsun finally managed to beat her fair and square, but as he turned to leave and reconnect with his friends, Taya said that she would be there to personally escort them to the upper ring to speak with Earth King Jaloon on the following day. What's going to happen on this following day? Let's find out here in the world of ImpTab Avatar. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to ImpTab Avatar, the Avatar Legends actual play where we make up almost everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Caleb Anderton, quaking in my boots. McKenna's still, I'm allergic to the earth. And Christian Randall, I have no weakness. Aw, <laughs> Well, McKenna, it's a good thing that you're a waterbender and not an earthbender, because that would be an unfortunate <laughs> It'd situation. It'd be so bad. I'd be, like, sneezing year-round versus just sneezing and crying during the spring. I feel you. Uh, pollen season. But I've got my lucky eye drops to get me through <laughs> every 30 minutes. There you go. Well, let's go ahead and test to see if Christian really does have no weaknesses, because you guys are uh, getting into an interesting situation here. Uh, we're not going to go immediately to the following day. We're going to give you a chance to maybe talk with some people, because you made some allies during the course of this Pai Show tournament. Rian Tsungi, the owner of the Tsungi Emporium, who had some interesting stuff to say about his neighbors who went missing briefly and then started acting weird. You've also got Huli, who makes tea and is uh, a bit of an apple in Jetsun's eye. And finally, we have an individual whose name you did not manage to pick up, but he is very sketchy, and Jetsun invited him to meet you at the tea shop afterwards. So you've got a few people that you could potentially try and collaborate with. The rest of the day is yours, but... As you are departing Jetsun from the final Pai Show tournament table, people are like trying to clap you on the back, giving you bows, just like this paparazzi kind of situation as you're moving through the crowd. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yes, no, um, I no autographs today. I my hands are sore from all of the Pai Show I've been doing, <laughs> and I'm just kind of like trying to ward them off to get inconspicuously towards the other two because I don't want to draw too much attention to the fact that we're a group even though it's all sense of hiding who we are I think is gone at this point yeah it's done <laughs> we're, we've been made we've been fully made made into fools <laughs> fully made um, I'm going to shuffle shuffle click shuffle shuffle click kind of gather up with the other two alright while we were playing I happened to find a couple of potential allies I don't know if you were able to glean any information from your skullduggery that you called play, but if you did, I think if we could gather them together tonight to meet at the tea shop over there, 
Zaya, I saw you speaking to that young girl. I, I know you lost, but did she give you any hint that she or her family would be helpful towards us? She's definitely, I believe, aware of the situation. She basically said something sketchy is going on. And she also gave you the information in particular that they've been hanging out around Lake Laogai a lot more than they had before. And the details about La- Lake Laogai in particular, in the series, we only see it as the headquarters of the Dai Li, but Lake Laogai has had a facility underneath it for long before that point. It was a maximum security prison. A famous pirate captain by the name of Tagaka was sent there during the Kiyoshi era. So it's not necessarily a secret that there's stuff underneath Cloud guy, but it's but, more of the usage is changing a little bit. Yeah, whereas previously it was more of like a state-owned facility. Now it's very much like a oh, this is a Dai Li-owned facility specifically. We probably shouldn't have gone water skiing there. Now that I think about it, right above the maximum <laughs> security prison. But uh. <laughs> if you're not risking your life, then what are you doing? I missed out on the water skiing at Lake Laogai. Well, I can tell you, we're probably gonna have to go back at some point. So maybe we'll just turn it into a whole other thing again. But yes, so obviously it used to be more like prison-like, but it's slowly turning into definitely who runs the world Dali do down there. It's very much quickly being converted into not a great space. Obviously it wasn't great because prisons aren't always great, but... Depends on the prison. Has Amar been in some pretty nice prisons? I don't remember. <laughs> I feel like we treated you pretty well at the library. That's true. That was the favorite one I have ever been in. All right, so <laughs> the small child will not help us fight the Dai Li. That's going to be a real blow, but I think we can handle Amar. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone you play against have any sort of inclination to help us? Yes, Rian Sungi. He said, Are we still among this crowd? Do we need to get something more <laughs> private? I imagine we have made our way to a more secluded area. No, we're just standing right next to a guard. Guy's still trying to pat me on the back, congratulating get me. Get your autograph. <laughs> yes. Rian Sungi said that he had been noticing that his neighbors had spoken out against the Dai Li and then they disappeared suddenly. And he is willing to help us do something about it. Well, I've already made one I would consider a solid ally with the fetching young woman over there. And I'll gesture towards where Huli is standing off to the side. Amar and Zaya, you do not see a young woman where he <laughs> gestures. <laughs> Right, right there, yes, the beautiful one. Right behind the old chrome? <laughs> I beg your unbelievable pardon? <laughs> I'll put a fist bump out for him. Very, very, like, down low. I'm like, oh, hey, that's a good one. How dare you? How dare... Anyway, yes, she is willing to host a meeting tonight at her tea shop. I was able to also ensure the presence of another man. He seems to have gone missing. He was a shifty sort. I didn't catch his name. But he should be there and seems willing to help, willing to get his hands dirty. So perhaps we should go to this Rion and see what his emporium is all about. I scan the room to see if he has left yet. Yeah, you're looking around and you don't see any sights of Rion at the moment, so presumably he's already back at his emporium. Okay, well, that's fine. We know where to find him. Did he give you a business card or anything? I mean... No, but I mean, how many music emporiums can there be in this one town? Cut to looking at a map. Oh my goodness! (laughs) (laughs) There are so many. I forgot how big this place was. Tsungi, Tsungi. Should have remembered the front gate. Tsungi, Tsungi. There's four of them. Oh my gosh, it's a chain. (laughs) 
All right. Hayo Tsungi. Rion Tsungi. Okay. There he is. Middle ring. Shouldn't be too hard to get to him. Smash cut. Walking in. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, ah, you put me out of a job. (laughs) Yeah, you walk inside and you can see there's a lot of fine instruments hanging on the walls. There are various displays on tables in the center there. And there's this central display that has this weird looking wind instrument that you've never seen before. I blow it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, yeah. You rush on and you give it a nice, (laughs) solid bit of air going through it. And it makes this delightful sort of mystical, enchanting noise. As an airbender, I am quite intrigued. Oh, I bet you could bend some sick air into that. (laughs) Sick air? Is this how the youths are talking today? I don't understand it. Okay, but like also, wind instruments would be so easy as an airbender. Can you play it without even like putting it on your mouth, hands free. Actually, there was one thing I used to do, sort of a party trick back at the air temple. I was an orchestra. It was just me. What? And eight instruments that I would bend through at the same time. What? I was younger then, full of hot air and crazy dreams. My entire view of you just shifted, turned on its head. Well, I'm sh- Upside down, did a backflip, and then back to its feet again. <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright, <laughs> um, did anything with the instrument, like, did anything change? Did anyone notice? <laughs> yeah, you let out this blast of music, and you hear some bells kind of tinkling in the back room, and rushing feet come out, and Rian Sungi comes skidding out into the showroom, and he sees you, and Marnie says, oh, yes, yes, of course. Uh, I see you're appreciating my my new invention. I'm so sorry. I don't know what came over me. This is incredible. I have never seen anything like it before. I I had to. You invented this? Uh, Yes, it's uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, You know, a lot of the modern instruments that we use, there's an evolutionary cycle from one instrument to the other. But I thought, what if I just invented an instrument, you know? And so here it is. It's, It's the Tsungi horn. I come from a long line of musicians, but I decided that, you know, there's got to be a better way for us to make our mark on the world than just owning a chain of emporiums. (laughs) Wow. It sounded good, and I just, like, blasted it. So I would love to hear you play it. What does it sound like when somebody good actually plays? Ah, yes, of course. He takes the instrument, and he places one hand into the bell of it, and he begins playing a slow, mournful song that kind of, like, whips your heart up into a little whirlwind of mystery and intrigue. I pull my thick glasses off, and I dab away at my eyes. That was marvelous. You breathe like an airbender, sir. It was an honor hearing you play. Oh, well, that is a, I don't. I don't know. No airbender is here to make that sort of judgment. <laughs> I'm... But I am flattered nonetheless. And with that, I look around conspiratorially and I pull off the comically large hat that I've been wearing to show my airbender tattoos. Really? And he gasps and he turns to Amar and he says, oh, you're, you're rolling deep with some shifty folks, aren't you? <laughs> Indeed, my friend. And I'll snap <laughs> at him and have some fire come out of the tip of my finger. Oh, goodness. Uh, I'm, I'm a little nervous about all of this. I've never done anything this crazy. I've never, like, tried to speak out against the Earth King or against the Dai Li or anything like that. But, I mean, my friends, they're just not the same anymore. The Jing Di family, they live just down the street from me. They disappeared one day. And Jetsun and Zaya, you remember... As you saw that family getting dragged down underneath Lake Laogai, the man called out to you and said that they were the Jingdi family. (gasps) 
What name was that? Uh, Jing Di. My, my friend Xiao Jing Di. Uh, he is a remarkable flautist. He used to come here all the time to try out the new flutes that we were selling. But ever since he went missing with his family a while back, he hasn't touched a flute for weeks. Tall man, long mustache, small beard. Yes, exactly. My goodness, we were there. We saw him and, and his family pulled under the lake. That's where we lost our friend. So you can corroborate that the, the exact same family that I'm worried about. Oh, goodness. Yes, we absolutely. We are putting together a, I don't want to call us a band of rebels. We're doing what we can to help the Earth Kingdom. We want to bring this information to the Earth King. If you'll come with us, there's a tea shop. Uh, we're meeting there tonight to discuss what possible plans we might have. I worry that the Dai Li may already be aware of possible actions that we may have planned against them. We're fighting an uphill battle, and we could use one who knows the Earth. Well, I'm, I'm a bit more in touch with wind myself than with the Earth. Uh, I'm not a bender, but uh. I do know a little bit about how things work here in the middle ring of Bossing Say, so I'll offer you any insider knowledge that I can. You're a brave man. Then please, come with us. Yes. Uh, could you show me which tea shop you were going to be meeting at? Oh, well, it was it was Huli. Oh, Huli. She is a remarkable air hue player. She comes in here all the time. Oh, really? Talented. Oh, isn't that surprising? <laughs> yes. Uh, she, she plays a song that could make you weep. It's so wonderful. Maybe I'll have to make a request tonight. While we're at the tea shop. Don't look at me like that, Zaya. <laughs> Stay focused <laughs> on the mission and Jetsu. Sorry. Is is the sun setting now-ish about? I mean, we've. I'm assuming that the, the tournament took most of the day. Yeah. So pretty soon here, it'll be time to go and meet with Huli and your sketchy friend. To the tea shop. <laughs> spiral cut? Yeah. I'm so sorry. Smash cut, spiral cut. We go to the tea shop, and as you enter inside, you can see that there is kind of a raised performance platform, and Huli is herself playing a song at the moment, entertaining all of the patrons of the tea shop here. I'm doing that classic, like, holding onto my staff, chin kind of resting on my hand and head leaning against the staff, just looking wide-eyed and impressed behind my very thick glasses as I sigh. <sighs> yeah, and so the instrument that she's playing, the Erhu, it's that two-stringed cello-like instrument almost. If you are familiar with the closing credits song from The Legend of Korra, it's that kind of instrument. Chesun. Close your mouth. You're not an elephant koi. <laughs> and I snap my mouth shut and shake myself out of it. Yes, you're right. I apologize. I don't know what... <clears throat> um, I'm going to do a little looky-loo to see if um, my sketchy compatriot is anywhere to be found. Yes, he is sitting, unsurprisingly, in the darkest corner of the establishment. Oh, I love him. <laughs> Does he look like he might be brooding? Oh, he is so brooding. Oh. What a broody guy. <laughs> I'm going to come over beaming brightly and completely not matching his energy, <laughs> sit down across from him. Hello. <laughs> I'm sorry, your eyes just like... And behind Jetsun's glasses, I would imagine that's an even bigger effect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you plop down and you see he's been playing like some mahjong solitaire with himself. And he looks up as you sit down and he says... Ah, that was a mighty fine play that you did at the very end there, beating the leader of the Dai Li herself. Yes, I, I must confess, if I didn't have the support of good allies, I'm afraid I might have failed. And I try and wink at him. And he lowers a 
single eyebrow. It's once again the only thing on his face that moves, but this time going down instead of up. And he says, <laughs> Are you saying that you made it through that competition not entirely on the up and up? Um, can I try and see if, if this whole shifty thing is a hoax and he's actually like an upstanding citizen and gonna turn me in? <laughs> Maybe see, he is part of the deck. You could roll to assess a situation. I'm not sure if the pillar has one of those fancy moves. Yeah, I was thinking just assess a situation. Yeah, roll to assess a situation. That'll be with creativity. I have that people person thing. We need a code word so you guys can call me in every time you need to do this. <laughs> a nine. Very good. So you get to ask one question. What here can I use to blank? Who or what is the biggest threat? What should I be on the lookout for? What's my best way in, out, or through? Who or what is in the greatest danger? I would like to kind of do a broad thing with assessing the situation in the whole tea shop. What is my best way to the Earth King? Like, should I use these people? Should I just try to hoof it alone? Kind of that is the the question. So looking at this guy in front of you, he tries to keep himself pretty unassuming, but it's you can tell it's a still waters run deep sort of situation. Like this guy looks unassuming, which makes him a great ally for sneaky things. You look up at Huli and she's a bit more flamboyant. So definitely the kind of person that people would want to be connecting with a good informant, maybe not necessarily a good operative in the moment because she's so visible, but it seems like these two are pretty good allies. She could be a great diversion if needed. True. We've already seen how distracting she can be. <laughs> Very distracting. Um, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and behind my large glasses, my my eyes basically taking up the whole glass part, just the pupils kind of shift to the left and shift to the right looking, and I lean forward and I say, I did what I had to do to get where I am today. Sounds like I can trust you with my name then. They call me Juhui. Juhui, it's a pleasure. My real name is Jetsun, and I am here to protect the Earth Kingdom from a terrible threat, and I think you may be just what we're looking for. Ah, tell me then, which threat is it that you are keeping your eye on? And again, look left, look right, and then I scoot, scoot, scoot. I'm assuming it's kind of like a circular booth, and so I just scoot until I'm like sitting right next to him, and I wave over <laughs> Zaya and Amar, so we're all kind of just in the booth together, and I'm sitting not extremely close to him, but just close enough to where it's not socially acceptable. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> to where when I turn to talk at him, it makes us both a little uncomfortable. <laughs> but yeah, he he continues to ask you. He's like, uh, which threat do you have your eye on? I mean, there's always the rumors about Fire Lord Sozin trying to expand beyond the borders. We've got the Dai Li doing things from the inside. And, you know, if you ask me, that potato cabbage war, there's a lot more going on there than meets the eye. I think the potato cabbage war is an inside job. Originally... We had issues with the Dai Li, but I'm feeling like maybe this potato cabbage thing has some real ground under it. Sorry, I find myself distracted sometimes. It's the Dai Li. Let me backstory for you. And then I kind of just want to like fill him in on who we are. We're from the library. We're here to kind of get our friend back. I introduce Rion. We're his friends got taken and I'm just kind of going to try to give him a lowdown, fill him in on the situation as best I can and try and get a read for how he feels since he's got an ear to the ground more locally, how he feels about things. Gotcha. I'm going to say, yeah, I'll say roll to plead with an NPC. The result that you get is going to determine not necessarily the exact outcomes of the move as written, but it's going to determine how much he knows, how well his ear has been to the ground. Okay, cool. I like that. 
11. That is a full success. So you tell him the story about Lobsang, you tell him the story about the Jingdi family and their relationship with Rian Sungi, and he says, ah yes, the ones who don't go missing are the lucky ones. The ones who do go missing, well, they have to go somewhere, right? And what better place to hide someone in plain sight than in a part of town that nobody wants to go to because it is cursed. You feel me? <gasps> you mean where the potato and cabbage people are fighting? So the cabbage farmers, they've been in town for a while. People are used to seeing their faces. But the potato farmers, they're supposed to be coming in from out of town. They're supposed to be unfamiliar faces. You take somebody from the upper ring or the middle ring, you toss them in the lower ring amongst all of these new found faces in the potato war. What better place to hide someone than in plain sight? I thought you were just being funny. No, I I think I'm making connections. My brain seems to be working today. Yeah, you, you think the author of this story would throw in a random agricultural dispute just for fun? <laughs> oh, there, there's implications here. It is all connected. <laughs> Wild, but I guess. I don't know. It's all very red twine corkboard right now in my yeah, brain. Dude, mm -hmm. I mean, just like bossing say in general... As I started to research this city, I was like, holy cow, there's no way that any adventure we do here can't be red twine on the cork board. This place is just so complicated. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. So let me see if I understand correctly. Starting from the top, we have the Earth King. Directly beneath him, we have this Tyre character who... From what I have inferred, she might be either trying to control him, kill him, I don't know. She's using her power to take dissonance from the upper ring and the middle ring, do something to their mind to make them really love potatoes, and then put them in the lower ring. The most unfortunate ones, perhaps the ones who have had the most uh, potential to be damaging. It seems that your friend Xiao Jingdi wasn't maybe quite dangerous enough to be sent all the way down, just given a little bit of a slap on the wrist, as it were. Oh, a re-education. And at this point, Julie comes in from the stage, and she brings in a nice gong fu tea ceremony platter and puts it down on the table and starts preparing oh. some tea for you all. So I'm basically useless now. Um, <laughs> um, well, so. hold on. Just make sure I understand. Someone that could be bit more of a problem, like let's say someone that works very closely with Wan Chi Tong, that might be someone not recognizable really, that they could throw down there. Well yes, of course. If you're trying to keep secrets, you don't want those secrets going to the spirit of knowledge himself. If he had his tattoos, he would be very recognizable, but he doesn't, so it's very possible that he could be hiding in the lower ring. If only we had time to check before tomorrow, I just... Oh, spirit of time, why must you never give enough? I really... I, I know that you should never split a party, but I really want to split the party. <laughs> hey, Zaya, do you want to go on a date with me to the haunted place of the city? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> <laughs> Jetsun was like pulling scroll after scroll out of his bag, just like trying to gather examples as to why this was a bad idea. <laughs> and then as soon as he, as soon as uh, Amar said that, he just kind of pushes them off the table back into the bag and <laughs> just nods his head like, okay, this is a good idea. <laughs> I'm also sitting right next to him, just kind of nodding my head. So we're nodding at the same time, but I'm nodding obviously because we're going to go mess some stuff mm -hmm. up. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Two completely different looks on her face. All right. So, sounds like we've got Amar and Zaya planning on heading back down to the lower ring. Jetsoon, what is your plan? Well, tugs at collar. <clears throat> Left alone with Mrs. Teapots. These tea ceremonies can take quite a bit of time. Um... Well, I suppose I would not be opposed to having you hang around a little bit longer. <laughs> um, basically, I want to spend the night pulling out like a fresh... I always keep fresh paper on me and I'm sketching out plans and ideas. Like, I know that Taya is going to be there. This Daily operative is going to be there and probably going to make some sort of play before we can get to the Earth King. So I'm just brainstorming with these two, my informant and my sneak thief, to try and figure out what kind of a plan we might come with. So that's going to be more nitty-gritty stuff, but I will think upon that whilst my two young, energetic, and foolhardy companions go off to get themselves into a heap of trouble. All right. So, yeah, we will let Jetsun stew in his... <laughs> in this situation with Huli. And... <laughs> We will follow Amar and Zaya as they head back down to the lower ring. Just one last thing before I begin my planning session. Is my sneak thief an earthbender? Roll a luck check. That's just a straight roll, right? Yep. Eight. He is an earthbender. <gasps> nice. Okay, then I think I have some plans brewing. And I will give you one last little bit for you to personally be mulling over while we have the others going down to the lower ring. Huli tells you that it's not just your new enemy in the Daily who's not very happy with Earth King Jaloon. The Earth King, he, like, like we mentioned earlier, he puts on this facade of seeming like a fool so that people don't realize how mm -hmm. shrewd he is. Huli gets a lot of information. People spill tea in her parlor a lot, both... <laughs> Literally and metaphorically. And so she's gotten all kinds of information about Earth King Jaloon's xenophobic policies that he's been putting out lately. He's been sending messengers out into the various villages throughout the Earth Kingdom to stoke feelings of hard-heartedness towards the Fire Nation specifically. Okay. Uh-oh. And from what she's figuring out, this is coming from the Earth King, not from the Dai Li? As far as she can tell, yes. Well, this is a wrinkle in my plan. Yes, exactly. I wanted to let you know I that before. So now let's go <laughs> to the lower ring with Amar and Zaya. As you arrive, it's starting to get dark. The sun is going down over the horizon, but there are tons of lanterns that are lit up here in the lower ring so that commerce can continue beating its heart even in the dark. I just really wanted to clarify we're not on a date, right? Oh, no, of course not. No, that's, okay. that was just, you know. Uh, okay, cool. Figure of speech, I just meant we're going, you and me, to the... I want to see some ghosts, right? Yes, and, and obviously find... Uh, see if we can find our, our missing Lopes Hank. Yes, because he's probably here. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> So do, so do I, like, see him anywhere? <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're just like, look at, oh, look, it's Lope Seg standing on the corner. <laughs> Panhandling. All right, go ahead and roll to assess the situation. Oh, I have nothing. That's an eight. All right. That is a partial success. So you get to ask one of the following questions. What should I be on the lookout for? All right. You're looking around and you're scoping out the place. 
Even late at night, there are Daili officials kind of patrolling the place, so you still have to be kind of careful. The interesting thing that you notice, though, is as you were kind of moving around through the lower ring earlier, when you were getting your clothes, when you were getting your food, you think back on those moments and your time in the lower ring now, the Daili are much more concentrated around the center of the potato cabbage war than they are anywhere else in the lower ring. They have got their eyes on this place. So that is the first thing that you notice. The other big thing that you notice is Bari and Professor Che are actually here in the lower ring, and they're speaking with a group of potato farmers at the moment. Oh. Well, what have we here? I would have thought they would have been back up near the college. Um, let's uh, let's go let's go talk to them real quick. Uh, hey, oh, sorry, I don't want to interrupt. Uh, I'll just stand over here, actually and just kind of listen to their conversation. Yeah, you start approaching towards this group of people and you notice that there's one of the potato farmers who's kind of standing out in the front who is speaking directly to Professor Che and to Bari. And the closer you get, the more familiar this face starts to look. He, he's got a wide headband wrapped around his forehead, a shock of sandy brown hair kind of sticking up from underneath it, and his eyelids are kind of low. Uh, he has this kind of look of perpetual weariness to him, but this big smile on his face. And the closer you get, the more certain that you are that you are watching Bari and Professor Che speaking to Lob Sang. What is it? You weren't kidding. You literally just found him. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to change the topic. Okay, uh, I'll go up. Um, and does does it look like he recognizes me at all? You approach the group and make your presence known. Lob Sang turns towards you and just kind of gives you a polite little nod. Bari and Professor Che both look at you and say, Oh, Zaya, welcome back to the lower ring. Oh, please meet our friend Kong To. He is one of the more preeminent of the potato farmers here, and he has been a wonderful source of information about the inner workings of the war. I'm sure that you had some things to bring up to him about, you know, the invasive species and the bugs and things like that, right? Ah, yes, of course. It seems that most of the stuff going on with the bugs is happening on the cabbage side of things. They are experiencing a great downturn, while the potato merchants are seeing a great up tick in their growing. It's the strangest thing. That is really weird. Uh, hi, I'm so sorry. Let me introduce myself. Yes, I'm, my name's Zaya. Um, I'm actually trying to write uh, a paper, if you will, about kind of what's going on to help with some of the history books for the future, um, like at the college. I'm wondering, would you be interested in joining us uh, for an interview? Uh, I'm sure we could get him up to like the library. We could sit and talk to him, couldn't we? You guys could help me get him up there so we could sit and have a little chat where it's a little bit quieter, less busy. Professor Che and Bari look at you very surprised as you say that you are writing this scholarly paper, but <laughs> Kong To looks at you and he says, oh, that sounds like it'd be a great time. I'd love to go up to the middle ring and just hang out a little bit. Classic lobe saying. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, I know I don't have necessarily the highest of clearances, and I'm just going to give them a very like, mm-hmm, right? Yes. And they're staring at you kind of slack-jawed for a moment, and then they both shake their heads in unison, and Professor Che is like, Oh, yes, uh, of course, we would be very happy to have Kong To be our special guest as we go up to the university. Wonderful. Well, uh, it's okay 
uh, sorry, is now okay? Would, would that be alright with you? Uh, well, sorry, what was your name again? Uh, my name is Kong To. I haven't been here in Bossing Se for too long, but it's a beautiful city. Where did you come from before that, Kong To? Uh, I just grew up out in the boonies of the Earth Kingdom. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, so you don't have any bending or anything? Uh, no, I haven't been able to bend anything in my entire life. Uh, that's why I just dedicated myself to, instead of being able to manipulate the Earth, I manipulate the things that come out of the earth so that they can nourish and enrich the people that I love. That is a fantastic way of thinking. I'm really impressed. Yeah, let's go ahead and start making our way up to the college so I could get all this written down a little bit better. And that way it's a little bit quieter because, you know, I'm, unfortunately, I'm a little hard of hearing sometimes. Uh, no worries. I, oh, I seem to remember that I had a friend who was a bit hard of hearing, but I cannot for the life of me remember who it was. Anyway, let's go up to the middle ring of Boston Say, guys. This will be a party. Yeah. That's right. Let's go. Can you give me just a minute, actually? Hold on. Um, I'm going to pull you aside, Amar. Do you think, since he is someone that the Dali is trying to keep particular eye on, that if we try and bring him up to the middle ring, that could um, come back to bite us in the behind, if you will? 100%. But let's do it anyway. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I just wanted to double check. We came down here for a couple other errands, but we can run them another time. Okay, let's go. All right. As you guys pick up Kong To here to bring him to the middle ring, Amar or Zaya, I will let you choose who would like to roll to trick an NPC. That is rolling with creativity. creativity. Mine's a zero. Mine is also a zero. Yep. Cool. Could we use the help action? Yep, that is always an option. Yeah, let's do that. Is this against the Dai Li? Yeah, basically, we're trying to figure out, have the Dai Li already scoped you talking to their target? When we tricked the Dai Li by her being my grandma and all that, we got a plus one ongoing against them, correct? Look at you remembering the bonuses you get. Mm -hmm. Hold on, didn't I also get another plus one ongoing during the Pai Show tournament? You did. So we have plus two ongoing? Uh, it's just to be maybe a little bit pedantic about the specific term terminology, you have plus one forward, which means you get to use it once and then it disappears just on your next oh, roll. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, okay. That is good to know. Because yeah, I, I didn't understand that mechanic per very well either. So yeah, so example being Jetsun has plus one ongoing when he plays Pai Show, that is every time moving forward. Whereas the two of you with the two times that you've tricked the Dai Li, you have a cumulative plus two forward for this next roll here. One time use. Yep. Done. Seems okay. like a good time to use. Yeah, seems like a really good time to use it. Let's do that. Yeah, so can we use that? Her plus one, my plus one, plus the help action? Yeah, so first let's roll off and see what you get with just that plus two, and then we'll see if the help action would be able to make a difference. Okay, okay. cool. I'll roll. Go for it. I shouldn't have rolled. Oh, no. no. <laughs> it's a five. Who let you roll? I don't know. <laughs> You've lost rolling. Okay. I'm just kidding. So... The two of you grab Kung To and you grab Professor Che and Bari <sighs> and you turn around to head back towards the rail cars and you run right into another trio of Daily agents and the one in the lead looks down at you and says, you have your papers? And Professor Che pulls out his university slip and he says, oh yes, we're just going up to the university. And the Daily official hasn't actually looked away from Zaya and Amar. He's just looking back and forth between the two of you and he says, yes, of course. You are permitted to go through with no problems. I don't know. Like but good. we don't know. We don't know. We think we fooled him. I don't. 
<laughs> he gives you a little smile and a nod from underneath his wide-brimmed hat, and the three of them go walking off down the street. I hate those guys so much. And with that sentiment hanging on the air behind you, we're going to cut back to Jetsoon before we wrap things up here and see what you've been up to in the tea shop. So you have three children, you say? Fascinating. <laughs> yes, they are all incredibly yes. successful. They're making lots of money in their fields. Not only that, they got into careers related to their degrees that they graduated with from Boston Say University. You must be so proud, such a rarity. Yes, they have been without a father figure of late, though. Oh, what good it would do for them to have a masculine presence in their life. His chin is just resting on the heel of his hand, and when she says that, it kind of just slips, and he almost hits his head on the table. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, everyone deserves a good role model in their life. And he kind of pauses. But I become distracted again. I think what we have planned so far seems relatively viable. Let's just go over it one more time. Obviously it hinges very much on the fact that we have a strong water and fire bender there, so that's a given. No need to worry about that. If they are able to find Lobsang somehow, a second airbender wouldn't hurt our cause. My approach would be this. We are going to have to defend ourselves. I'm hoping to use our earthbender here to set up some basic defenses for the waterbender and firebender to hide behind. With my airbending, I should be relatively quick to run to the Earth King and hopefully get a decent read to figure out if he's worth saving. Hmm, that is an interesting question trying to decide whether a leader is just or not. And I don't know if it's even fair for me to make that kind of a call. Oh, I don't feel like it is. Either way, what the Dai Li are doing is wrong. And if the Earth King is putting out these policies, that's wrong. I don't know that I've ever been in a situation like this before where everyone is wrong. Usually at least someone has the right idea. And as you're kind of looking down at the table, you feel the back of a hand against your cheek for just a moment. And she says, Things are often more complicated the further you get up in society, but I'm sure that you would be able to make it through just fine. We cut real quick to the rail car moving through the city. The operator very discreetly flips the rails and starts taking the car down a separate set of tracks back up to the middle ring. As long as we have your waterbender and your firebender companions at our side, like you said, I am sure that we cannot fail. Cut back down to the lower ring as the rail car starts going out of the lower ring into the agrarian zone directly towards Lake Laogai back to the middle ring. But perhaps it is time for you to get some rest now. You have a very big day ahead of you. Thank you. I needed to hear that. And I'll go to bed. And that is where we're going to pick up next time. I don't trust her. I trust her with my life. She's... I don't. <laughs> she is... <laughs> A beautiful siren. <laughs> when has that ever led a man astray? <laughs> led you astray three years ago. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Self-burn. Those are rare. <laughs> what a great cinematic moment. Wow, that was the beautiful, cut. Ned. The cut. The cut. Oh, Ned. Oh, thank wow. you. Well, we will have to see if Huli actually is trustworthy or not in our next episode. But for now... 
thanks everybody so much for listening to Imptab Avatar. We'll be back next time with more adventures in the world of Avatar Legends. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as a potato farmer who is in the perfect place for potato farmers to be right now if you'll go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. Idaho. Uh, good old my, my home state. The place where I done been born and raised. Uh, done been born and raised. Yeah, not everybody on Idaho is like that. I'm sorry. Um, no, Ned and I turned out fine. Yeah, we turned out decent. But if anybody ever tries to tell you that there's anything in Idaho except potatoes, don't believe them. Anyway. Yeah, there's cool people like us. <laughs> we are also all over social media at Improv Tabletop. So if you'd like to connect with us, you know, maybe you'd like to talk with McKenna about how there's more in Idaho than just potatoes. You know, don't be afraid to reach out to us. Let's do a round of plugs. McKenna, would you like to take that this time? I would like to take that this time. Guys, we have awesome Fate RPG style campaigns. They change up every month. Um, super fun right now. When does this one come out? Uh, this one is going to be during... Transformers... Robots? In disguise. Transformer Rejects? I think... We are doing Transformer Rejects right now. And if we're not, then we'll blame the fact that we're recording this early. <laughs> and also, if we're not, coming soon to a podcast <laughs> near you. <laughs> um, so yeah, we have that going on. Go check them out. They're super fun. They're super goofy and wacko and chaos. We also have a sister podcast, I Cast Fireball, hosted by our team player, Thomas Brower. We have multiple people from the podcast that have gone and shown up, guest starred, or are just playing normal all the time at Ned. <laughs> he is playing over there quite often, as in all the time. So go check it out. They're really awesome. Now I would like to plug Boise, Idaho. It is not Boise. <laughs> it is Boise. It's true. That's my plug. It's not. That's <laughs> just kidding. No, um, guys, actually, though, I'm from Boise. I was born and raised in Boise, moving about here and there, um, but mostly grew up for the most part in Boise. Um, if you are ever in the area and are looking for something fun to do, you might not think it's fun, but I think it's fun. Um, the Discovery Center in downtown Boise is one of my favorite things. It was my favorite thing growing up, and we didn't go often because it was a little expensive. Um, but it's all about, like, science, and it's interactive, and there's all these exhibits that you can go, and it'll tell you about the science behind the exhibit, and it's really, really fun. I made Christian go, like, two years ago, and I still had a blast. So it's fun for all ages if you let yourself be open to it. Okay? Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, but Not we're a sponsor. open to it. No. <laughs> now that you're describing it, I think I actually might have been there when I was on a marching band trip. Dude, it's so fun. And you lift the, like, the one thing and you can make massive bubbles. Yeah. And they've got the thing where you can like make a rock out of dust powder. Yes. Yes. Dude. And, and they used to have like a, like a fake... I think they've got rid of them. I, yeah, because I don't think they were there last time I went, but they used to have like a like a little kid's grocery store, like the Albertsons. That was there. That was there? That was still there. <gasps> Did they still have the vet clinic there? I think so. There was like, we didn't you see it because it was all so below our eye level. 
but I'm it was still punch there. You. No, I think they're also <laughs> doing construction a little bit, but like, like they had X-rays and you could go be a vet for a second, guys. It was so fun. Yeah, dude, science is amazing. And even if you're not in the Boise science area, moves. there's got to be something like that where you are. Oh yeah, oh yeah, guys check out a cool science museum because usually they're interactive and that's so fun right on well thanks everybody for joining us this week in the world of Imptab avatar Ten Thousand things i'm ned wilcock your host and gm and i've been joined by caleb anderton playing amaru kami mckenna Steele playing zaya and christian randall playing jetsune of the library much love and stuff everybody we'll catch you next time on Imptab avatar And Christian Randall. And Christian Randall playing Jetson. Hi, I'm Christian. You're gonna throw off his groove. Sorry.